Hello and welcome to this episode of the CoLab cast from our studios here in Clearwater, Florida. I'm Executive Director Christina Baker, and I'm super pumped to share today's guest with you, so let's jump on in. Today we're chatting with Julie Purcell, my friend and founder of Mindful Kids LLC. Welcome, Julie. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Man. Finally. Me too. I know. Yay. We've been talking about this since July, embarrassingly enough, <laughs> uh, is when I believe we started our little conversations and then having the first sessions here, July, um, last yeah, year, no, last it was, summer? It was August-ish, I think. <clears throat> August, I okay. Yeah. So um, I think we should start off with what we were actually just kind of talking about pre-show. Okay. Um, so you are a certified life coach. Yes. And uh, I guess rewind a little bit, a little bit of your background. You are an elementary school teacher mm-hmm. and have been for? 23 years. Wow. Yeah, you I'm must, old. You must be really old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have quite the background. You have quite the experience, especially dealing with kids. Um, you have... Two kids of your own. I do. 17 and 13. 17 and 13 boys. Yep. Awesome, awesome guys. Thanks. Absolutely. So we talked about it pre-show. What is the difference between a therapist and a life coach? So I'm glad that you asked that because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And um, so it's a great place for us to start. So with therapy, a lot of times they... Um, want to kind of go into the past and figure out what has happened in the past to kind of change or fix things. And um, with psychotherapy, they use a lot of talk therapy through that. And where life coaching is different is we're focusing on the present and setting them up for the future. And so by doing that, I'm giving kids tools and things so that when problems arise, they know how to handle them and they've had practice and experiences. And the best part about it is that we get to make it fun. So we joke around with um, the other life coaches that I work with saying that we get to play for a living. And it's true because we do. And it's and sometimes I have to remind myself because it is so different than in the classroom. You know, not that I don't get to have fun in there, but I can literally go and throw a ball with a kid outside and have conversation with them. And I can't quite do that kind of stuff in the classroom. Yeah. So it's a lot of, you know, here now and present working on in the present instead of digging up the past. Exactly. Okay. The other thing that, so I've sat in on a couple of your sessions just so I could be familiar uh, to talk about them. And first off, I, I cannot get behind this program enough. The, the emotional intelligence and being able to define and figure out your emotions at a, as a child is priceless. Um, practicing that emotional intelligence as a child and then moving through teenage years, I wish so badly that I had that experience. Um, I feel like it would have helped me and my parents <laughs> tremendously walk through the teen years. Uh, I feel like definitely I would have a lot less frustration, anger, you know, those, those, um, I guess, topical emotions that you don't know what's going on. You can't recognize what's going on underneath. They're just kind of masking 
the others. Mm -hmm. So I think that work is so important. So I'm really excited to be partnering with you just, okay, on, on a personal note. Yeah, um, same. So <clears throat> how did you get started in this? Because you've been teaching for so long and this is, in a way, it's kind of like passing, you know, the torch to yourself because you've got all this background and you're still working with kids. But how did how did that whole, whole thing get started for you? Um, so when my oldest was in fourth grade, so about nine years ago, almost nine years ago, um, I started digging into doing social emotional stuff with my students. And um, it might have been growth mindset stuff that I had first started doing. And as I was learning all of these different aspects of social-emotional learning, I was thinking the same thing that you said just a few minutes ago about I wish I had these tools when I was a kid. And as I kept learning about these different things and wanting to you know, utilize them in my classroom, which I did and I still do, I just started thinking about, okay, what could I do in addition to um, you know, doing stuff in my classroom with kids. And to be quite honest, it was actually when your wife, Kimmy, became a kids or a life coach, mm -hmm. then I started contemplating the whole life coach avenue. And um, I couldn't find a program for kids. I knew I wanted to work with kids. And I actually contemplated developing my own. I contemplated getting certified as a life coach um, and then developing my own kids' curriculum. And then I actually had found Kids Life Studio, mm -hmm. and they had everything that – it tied along with all of my ethics and my morals and my values and all of that, and I felt like it was the right fit for me. Because one of the biggest things that just floored me when I first started looking into life coaching stuff is, as a teacher, I could have just called myself a life coach without mm. getting a particular certification. And I was not okay with that because as a parent, there's no way I'm going to hire somebody for my kid that's not certified. Mm -hmm. um, so it's life coaching itself is going through some some challenges right now where people are needing to get accreditation and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think that it's important, you know, yeah. and so that's why I decided to get certified. And actually, I'm still currently in uh, – working to get an advanced certification, which just means I'm going to go in a little bit deeper and then mentor other life coaches Great. too. And um, the company that um, you got your certification through is? Kids Life Studio. And they're out of the UK? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you found them online and and then researched them? and I found them online twice. <laughs> so <laughs> I had found them when I was doing my initial work and then I had put the stuff away. And then during COVID lockdown, mm. I had started it resurfaced again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And so I went back through and I was like, oh, I had found them before. And I just, I had found another program that I really liked, but it was all adult based. And so with that one, I would have had to develop my own curriculum and materials and all of that. And with Kids Life Studio, there was already stuff, you know, built into the program specific for kids. And it's all scientifically based and backed and, you know, um, which was also important to me. Sure. So they, I noticed I follow your um, Facebook group, and they you put out quite a lot of media. Mm -hmm. Are they supplying that to you, or do do you do some of? I mean, I, I from what I see, I see you do some of it, and maybe they do some of it. 
Um, so it's part of our um, like our annual like coaching like package, and so every month we get a toolkit, and in the toolkit we'll have our social media stuff, but it also has um, like the up to date science. Like if somebody comes out with the most recent paper on you know trauma and how to deal with trauma with kids, or um, you know play based therapy and stuff like that. Um, so, so there's continuing education. Mm-hmm. It's just ongoing. Yeah. Well, that and we actually have um, mentoring sessions twice a week that we can get on. It just depends on because of them being based in the UK and we have coaches that are all over the world, the timing changes. So typically mm-hmm. I can only make one of them a week when I'm not teaching. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they do create the social media um, stuff that I use. And funny that you asked that because the ones I'm currently using, I actually developed. Mm. So um, when I had gone on the retreat for the company back in September, we started working on the frameworks for this this current year. And so I was developing the curriculum and the information that went along with three of the different topics. And so the first one is curiosity. And I did all the stuff for that that all the coaches are getting to use. So it's pretty cool to see my thought. Actually, mm-hmm. on yeah. paper or digital, and it's neat. Yeah, that's that's really cool. You get that creative side going too, which I love. Yeah. What is your ideal client? Oh, um, that's a really good question. I think it's going to depend on the kid, and it's going to depend on the situation mm-hmm. and um, the need. I personally have found more success with a little bit older kids. Um, Like I've coached kids from 6 to 16 so far. And um, I would say I'm probably most comfortable with upper elementary Mm -hmm. up. Um, I really enjoy working with kids that have self-confidence issues and maybe some anxiety as a result of it um, because – it hits a more personal note for me, especially if they have self-confidence issues with relating to school because I was a kid that struggled in school. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize when I was a kid that I had ADHD, and that's probably why it was hard for me to focus on anything and <laughs> why it took me twice as long to learn things. Um, so it's cool because I'm able to, you know, like I understand a lot of times where the kids are coming from. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of times – you're not just working with the kids, but you're actually bringing in the whole family. How do the parents respond? I'm sure everybody's a little bit different, but how is that dealing with the parents too? Um, dealing with the parents is is interesting because um, a lot of times the parents will reach out when the kid's in need. Um, and so there, there tends to be I have to build a good relationship with them where they feel like they can trust me, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, I am working with their most precious kid and they want to get the best out of me and the best out of their kid. Let's talk about social media, because um, that's obviously a huge element in kids' lives and getting younger and younger. And uh, <laughs> What it looks like to, I mean, my kids are grown. What it looks like to me is way more negatives than positives I see. How do you get into that with them? Do you help them navigate social media? 
I do. Um, it's actually something I'm super passionate about. Um, as I had mentioned a little bit ago, I'm still working on that advanced certification. And um, one of the things I have to do for it is to write this 8,000-word paper on a topic. And the topic I chose was social media and how it's impacting our kids because I feel like it's more negatively impacting them than it is positively Um it can go from bullying to body image issues mm. for both boys and girls to the FOMO and, like, all of it. Um, so I really try to have, especially with the teens that I coach, um, have open and honest conversations with them about it and so that they can see how it's negatively impacting them um, to the point where, you know, if they are a kid with an iPhone, I'll be like, let's let's look at your settings and let's mm. look and see how many times did you pick up your phone today? <laughs> you know, Whoa. and what exactly were you spending your time on? And, you know, like I have kids that will say, you know, well, I'm so busy during the school week. I'm doing schoolwork. I'm doing my sports. I'm doing this or that or the other. And I just want to relax on the weekend. Well, their idea of relaxation is going to be scrolling through social media, yeah. you know, and do I do it? Yeah, of course I do. And I think most of us do. And I'm always very honest with my my clients and forthcoming about it. But I also want them to understand that there's more to life than that. So put your phone down and do something creative or go take a walk or, you know, have a real life friend, <laughs> not, not a right. friend online. Meet at Starbucks, do something else. Yeah. Exactly. So um I really do feel like social media has a huge negative impact on our kids. And so I think that one thing that really upsets me and something that I um, kind of, I don't know, something that I just was contemplating as I was working on this paper is there are no regulations right. on social media. There is no governing agency or governing body that's protecting our children. And so I've put it in this perspective of, are you going to hand your kids a pack of cigarettes and say, go ahead and have some smokes or give them alcohol and just let them start drinking? Well, there are certain age requirements for a reason. Why don't we have anything that is protecting our kids? So that being said, I believe it's our job as parents, as difficult as it might be to you know, have boundaries and have limitations on our devices for our kids or wait a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's an, a website out there that's like wait until eight or something like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, like trying to really encourage parents and kids to just wait before they jump into that, you know, because it's really easy. A kid's bored. What do they do? Mm -hmm. They pick up their phone. Well, what did we do when we were kids, when we were bored? And think of how much creativity comes out of it yeah. and how much invention comes out of it. You know, and I feel like our kids are losing out on some of the greatest things that, you know, they won't be able to get back. Right. You know? Yeah. I know you can't mention names, but can you give us an example of a, a kid that you started out with, you know, one of your, I guess, one of your success stories? Um, can you can you talk us through that? Sure. Um, I would say probably I got it. Well, let me mention first. I got this <laughs> message from a parent yesterday that it just absolutely made my day. I just was randomly checking in and just wanted to see how things were going. And um, she said, I was really proud of my daughter because I heard her on the phone with a friend the other day talking her friend through 
um, I guess her parent, one, the girl's parents were getting a divorce mm-hmm. or something. And she said, and I heard my daughter talking her friend through whatever she was upset about or anxious about. And she was using the strategies and using the techniques and using the things that you had taught her. <laughs> and she was sharing that with another kid. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that wow. is so awesome. And, like, it made my day wow. to, to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I've had, you know, success stories here and there, but... I want to say my biggest one was one of my high school kids um, because she was having a lot of anxiety over the tests and over the requirements and over just juggling life. Mm -hmm. You know, her friends, her work, her sport, her studies, all of it. And so um, we actually took a like a pretty deep dive into the anxiety, into why the brain does what it does Mm. with the anxiety. And I feel like the reason why it was such a success with her is her being able to see the why behind it yeah. and where it's coming from. And I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to the brain. I can't get enough about it and I can't learn enough about it. And I love being able to share it, mm-hmm. you know. And so her anxiety has like really subsided a ton. And, you know, she's doing great. She's flourishing. She's now dual enrollment as um, a junior and she's just doing great. That's amazing. That's really cool. So just yeah. by giving her a little bit of edu- education, some tools to work with, mm-hmm. and then you can hopefully minimize the stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think she just really needed to know why her brain was doing it. Yeah. You know, and I think that just helped her to understand it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And what it if- helped her relationship with her parents as well. Huh. So. Amazing. <laughs> what about, uh, like, on the younger range. Let's talk about some of the tactics and strategies and tools that you give to, you know, the the seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. So um well it's gonna be like the same tools. So with Kids Life Studio, one of the things that we talk about a lot with our kids is they get the five tools and the seven key ingredients. And so it doesn't matter what age, it just the activities depend sure. on the kid and the age. So with the five tools, we teach them about the difference between their inner world and their outer world. And to me, this is one of the most, I think, important pieces because they need to be able to understand what they have control over and what they don't have control over. You know, and one of the things I love about the program is it gives the kids an opportunity to explore who they are and they learn a lot about themselves through this Mm -hmm. and it gives them a sense of accomplishment, Mm -hmm. you know, and they... Once they start feeling that success, you know, it just builds upon itself, you know, and then realizing, okay, well, I don't have control over what so-and-so does, but I have control over how I react, how I behave, how I respond, Mm -hmm. how I let it affect me. (laughs) That's huge. I I mean, anybody could use that. Like Absolutely. (laughs) Adults. Yeah. yeah. No, I use it myself. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's our first tool. Then the, the next one is Zeal Talk. So teaching the kids really how to use positive talk on a daily basis. So we use the word zeal a lot Mm -hmm. with our company because it means energy and enthusiasm for life. And we want to make it all play and fun because that's how kids learn best. Mm -hmm. You know, so getting them just to work on that whole positive self-talk. And then our ants and bugs. So ants stands for automatic negative thoughts. I tend to use that a little bit more than the bugs. The bugs, the bugs is fun, though, for little kids because it's the big, ugly grumpies. <laughs> uh, but it gets them to understand, 
you know, the automatic negative thoughts goes back to kind of the anxiety and why their brain does what it mm. does and what are these thoughts meaning and how to shift it. You know, okay, mm-hmm. well, I had this negative thought. Now let me see what I can do to change it. So it's getting them to notice and mm-hmm. recognize their feelings and their emotions and, you know, also contemplating then how to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next tool would be our mind holidays, which is um, like little mini meditations and getting kids to to do those is really beneficial because we need to learn how to quiet our brains, you know, and especially with technology yes. these days. Our kids don't have a lot of downtime where they can just sit and ponder and think or even just have quiet, calm stillness. Um, and then the last one is zeal plan. So with the bigger kids, I make vision boards with them mm. and get them to put all their dreams and their hopes and their aspirations on it. And then with the younger kids, we make a strengths board. So um, we pull all that from letters that parents and friends and teachers have written um, to the kids telling them about their different strengths. And so then they're able to see it regularly because they'll post them and hang them and and revert back to them. Mm -hmm. So when people get involved in you and your program, I I noticed I know we're offering some free taster sessions. Mm -hmm. Let's chat about that a little bit. Um, So we're going to do those on Saturday mornings. Mm -hmm. Uh, when's the first? our first one's January 21st, 21st from 10 okay. to 12 mm-hmm. and that's open to families yep all, right the whole yeah, family yeah, the whole family mm-hmm. and um, it definitely I need to make sure that people respond and let me know that they're coming mm-hmm. so I can be prepared happy. and how do they get a hold of you they can get a hold of me through Facebook my mindful kids page mm-hmm. um, and then I also have an Instagram page, too. Okay. And then um, I have a TikTok. I haven't used that quite as much, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my TikTok towards kids more and mm-hmm. give them tools that they can actually mm-hmm. actually use. Okay. Um, so they can sign up for that free session yep. with you. Or where they can just send yep. me a message or they can email me. Okay. Okay. Um, and typically that day lasts about two hours and you just do some different activities and the parents leave with a journal. Yep. They get, um, a free take home journal and, uh, they get a certificate of completion. And a toolkit. Was it a family toolkit? Is that one? Yeah. And so they'll get like a couple activities where they can try it out at home. Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea is just to give the parents and the families kind of an idea of what are some things that I'd be doing with their kid, whether, it's going to be them signing up to do the family resiliency program that I would hold mm-hmm. or doing um, the individual sessions. And then this year, I'm also going to start adding more workshop type. Um, okay. So there's, there's basically three routes people can take with you. Is that what I hear? Right the now. individuals. So right now there's technically two. Okay. So it's the individual mm-hmm. um, where they would get 12 coaching sessions one-on-one. Okay. okay. Or the family resiliency. And the family resiliency is a four-week program where it's the whole family and um, it's two hours a week. And the first week and the fourth week are the parents and the kids. And then the second and the third week are just the kids. And it gives the family an opportunity to have some fun together, create like their family vision statement and kind of like their philosophy on what they really believe in as a family so they can work and grow towards that. Mm -hmm. It also gives them communication tools. 
you know, and how to better communicate with one another and express their desires. Mm-hmm. So just thinking again, your your ideal client for that scenario for the family, um, if you're if struggling with continuity or communication or if you're overstressed and feeling fragmented or you know and just kind of like wanted to try something new mm-hmm. with your kids and build them up and learn some tools for yourself boom that's your ideal client yeah honestly <laughs> and it really is and um i'm gonna be honest that the family resiliency program is also a great way to go if if money is kind of going to be a factor because it's going to be more affordable too. So um, there's that. And I love the way that the last one that we did, how like the families even, the families got close. Yeah. You know, and that was really cool because I wasn't expecting it to happen like it did. And it was neat to see. I loved seeing the competitive nature between the families Mm -hmm. to come out. Mm -hmm. And it made for a really fun overall environment, I think, for everybody involved. Yeah. So there's connections made within... your own family and then connections made with those mm-hmm. who you're meeting friends who are you know in similar situations yeah with you building that community may i just add one more thing um you were saying like if if families were having like, like difficulties or fragment you know like where they were feeling fragmented or whatever mm-hmm. but i honestly think that the program is good too just to help solidify your family and mm-hmm. you know and just even come back to like you know, let's refocus on things, yeah. you know, and what's important to us. And I think, you know, since we're in January right now and our next family resiliency programs in February, maybe it's a great way to start out the year. Mm-hmm. And let's just relook at our family priorities. Yeah, good point. I'm glad you added that. Thanks. <laughs> what What do you think most people misunderstand about life coaches? It seems that in my research, life coaches are very popular across the world, except the it really, it's just at the infant stages in the U.S. Why do you think that is? Hmm. Um, we don't prioritize mental health. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, and I, I think that um, mental health has been taboo for so long. Yeah. Um, I feel though that the life coach opportunity here is a way for us to have a bridge Mm. honestly between people who are afraid to seek out mental health help Mm. um, or they're afraid of a stigma or whatever and I feel the the life coach section I I think is like a a way to ease into maybe that is great you know what I mean so it's not I think I'm not not going to a therapist (laughs) I'm going to a life coach yeah yeah and I and I think you know, some people might be more comfortable saying that. Right. Yeah. Then, you know, whatever. But yeah. 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 That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. I love the the bridge analogy. Thanks. It's really good. If you could give one piece of advice or a couple pieces of advice to your 16 year old self, what would what would you say to that girl with all this life coach knowledge that you have now? <laughs> right. If only I could go back with all this <laughs> yeah, knowledge, right. have the body I had back then that I didn't <laughs> yeah, appreciate, right. you know. Um, I think the biggest thing would just be don't doubt yourself. 
You know, believe in yourself, believe in your abilities, believe in your intelligence, believe that you are worthy and capable. I love it. That is so good. Took me a while to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Best case scenario for your life coaching business. Um, So best case scenario would be that I could focus on this full time. Yeah. Um, I would love you to spend more time on it. And it feels a little disjointed right now just because I'm still teaching full time and I'm doing the the life coaching on the side Um, because I feel like there's such a need and I feel like there's so much more that I could do if I had the time to put into it. Like I said, I wanted to start doing more workshops and things like that. I want to offer parent workshops. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do workshops geared specifically to teens. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody had mentioned to me, you know, during like kids transition times, like transitioning from middle school to or elementary to middle or middle to high. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, as I'm in the midst of um, college, I can't use the word I would like to use right now, Um, but college struggles because trying to help my son navigate the whole world of applying for colleges and working on scholarships and stuff like that, you know, being able to maybe potentially run workshops to help parents and kids navigate that That would be be awesome Mm -hmm. as well. So I have a lot of ideas. I just need the time to implement them. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Well, your goals are big. And I think totally doable because you're so good at what you do. And I cannot wait to see what happens this year in our partnership here at the CoLab. Because again, I I believe in this big time. The first session I sat through when you put up on the screen um, the mood. The mood meter. The mood Mm -hmm. meter with all the emojis up there and you ask the kids, you know, what are you, what are you feeling? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you uh, stressed? Or are you, I mean, it was like, I don't know, a hundred different emotions that they could pick from. I mean, what a great way to start and just focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Where am I right now? Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do a check-in. Yep. And that's how we start. And, you know, some of them were, you know, sleepy or you know emotional or whatever and that's okay that you're like I get it you know we all have those days and Mm -hmm. let's talk about why and let's encourage each other and you know move on and so how can people connect with you because I feel like you're going to get flooded with prospects um well, that would be awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. So I know we talked um, about your Facebook page, your yep. Instagram. Yep. What is your email? And go ahead and spell it out. Okay. So my email is mindfulkids at kidslifestudio.com. And um, like, do you really want me to spell no, it? No, it's kind of okay. long. Mindfulkids. Yeah. yeah. Mindfulkids at, at kidslifestudio.com. Kids or if that got to be too difficult, PurcellJulieAtOutlook.com <laughs> is another way that people can contact okay. me. Okay. PurcellJulieAtOutlook.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm really thankful for you coming to the studio today. Like I said, we've been wanting to do this for a long time. I think we've given people a good taste of what you do. If you have any questions at all, please reach out to Julie or myself, I'll give you all of her information and hit her up. If you have kids struggling, let's go. Let's do this. 
Thank and you. Yeah. Thank I, you. I appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Sounds good. Peace out.